Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. Our desire is to help people understand God's intention for their life. We hope wherever you're listening, you are blessed by this week's message. How are you doing? Oh, I'm so excited to be with you, be in your home once more. We're going to have a good time in the Word of God. Listen, if you haven't done so already, Start inviting some people because this is a word that your friends, your family, everyone you know needs to hear. We are in the middle of a series called Doors, and man, I'm telling you, I I can't emphasize this enough. You got to check it out. So if you've missed the first three weeks, go back, listen to these messages. The Lord is speaking to us in these messages, and I want to continue speaking about doors, and I'm going to be talking to you today about the gates of hell or the gates of Hades, uh, depending on what translation you read. We're going to look at where the Bible speaks about this, uh, but we're going to talk about the gates of hell. And that might sound like a deep or spooky or whatever, you know, uh, feeling comes to your mind when you hear that. But believe it or not, this is good news because Jesus gave us a promise that the gates of hell will not prevail against us. And so Matthew 16 If you have your Bible or if you want to read on with us on the screen, I'm going to look at verse 16. It says, Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. You know, I didn't even plan to say this, but let me just stop here. Do you realize that when you come to the revelation that Jesus is the son of the living God, heaven has an opinion about you. You know what Jesus is thinking of you? He says that you're blessed. You're blessed. You know, that's not a revelation that you can get on your own. It's not like you just can come to just some type of knowledge that Jesus is Lord on your own. That has to be revealed to you by the Spirit of God. Even if you grew up in church, Even if you grew up in a home where, uh, you know, you heard about Christ, there's a certain point in time in your life where the Holy Spirit has to convict you of that reality, of that truth. And if you receive that truth, that Jesus is the Son of God, He's the Son of the living God, Jesus says, you're blessed. And so today, I believe that you believe that Christ is the Lord, He is the Son of the living God, and here's the truth, you are blessed because of it. And then He continues to speak to Peter, He says, And I also say to you that you are Peter, and Peter means rock. On this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades, or hell, will not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. That's a lot there. We're going to unpack that in a little second here. But I want you to know something, that Jesus gave a promise that he, number one, will build his church. That's very important to understand because some people think that church is a man-made idea, that people go to church or people are part of a church, and it's just because it's something that man came up with. Do you realize that this is the very first word or first time that the word church was ever used in the Bible? And Jesus said it very profoundly. He said, I am going to build my church. Do you realize that Jesus is a builder? He's building. And he says the gates of hell or the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. 
will not prevail against the church. I'm telling you something. That is amazing. That is amazing. Because if you are part of the church, you are part of something that the gates of Hades cannot prevail against. Now, you might ask yourself, what is the gates of Hades? What is that? What is the gates of hell? Gates represent any kind of fortified structure, anything that keeps something in or out, right? Gates represent a power structure. So when Jesus talks about that the gates of hell will not prevail, he's speaking about the power of structure, the power structure of death, of Hades, of evil, systems of evil, systems of darkness, everything that we see in the world that is opposed to God. These things will not prevail against the church. Here's a question I want to ask you. Are you a part of the church? Have you come to the revelation that Jesus is the son of the living God? Have you received him as your Lord and as your Savior? If you have, this is the good news. You are a part of what Jesus is building. Praise the Lord. And because you're a part of what Jesus is building, the gates of Hades cannot prevail, not only against the church, but, a, but against those who are part of the church, because you make up the church. The church is not some building. The church is not some structure that man made. It's not some physical location that you can go to. The church is the revelation that Jesus is the Son of the living God, and all those who've come to that revelation have proclaimed this truth, and those who proclaim this truth are part of the church, and Jesus is building that church, and the gates, the power structure, the evil systems of this world that would try to prevent the gospel from going forward, the evil systems of this world that would try to suppress the truth, they will not prevail against the church. They will not prevail against you. Come on, that's a good place to shout right there. I'll do it for you. Hallelujah! <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm telling you something. You need to get excited about this because you are going to come in, in, you're going to have an encounter with gates. That's what we're talking about, doors, gates, barriers. You're going to come, uh, there's going to be a point in time in your life where there's going to be something that stands against you. Last week we talked about what do you do when the doors won't open, and primarily we were talking about doors that God wants to open, but we have to walk through it with the agenda of heaven. But do you realize that there are some things that Satan is like, no, I'm opposed to you. It's not God that's restricting it. Satan is trying to hinder you. Yeah, there are systems of evil that will try to hinder you. There, were, there are oppressive forces that will try to hinder you. There are, there, there are, there, there are racist uh, forces out there that will try to hinder you. Economic forces that will try to hinder you. There are all kinds of forces that will try to stand against you and stand against the church. And the good news is that the gates of Hades, the gates of hell, will not be able to prevail against the church. So what is that? What am I telling you very plainly? You're going to come. There's going to be a point in time where you're going to come to a door, a gate that will be standing in opposition to you. This is not a door that God is closing and keeping closed. No, God could say, hey, this is where I want you to go. But you will face opposition and you need to know that the gates of Hades will not prevail against you. And, you know, I was thinking about the country of China. You know, the, the Chinese people are blessed people. So this is not an indictment against the people of China at all. But do you realize, not, this is not the only nation in the world, but you know, we, we know China to be a communist nation. And as a result, the freedom of the gospel is very, very limited. The gospel is suppressed throughout that country. And there are some sanctioned faiths by the state where the state will allow some form of 
expression of faith, but it is sanctioned and it is limited and it is under the jurisdiction of the Communist Party. And so you can't, you're not free to walk around the streets of Hong Kong, if you would, and, and preach the gospel or, or, or another city of China. You're not free to evangelize. You're not free to build a church and have the autonomy to minister the gospel. You're not free to share your faith in public. No, you're not. Why? That is a system, that is a system that wants to suppress the truth of the gospel. And listen, again, I'm not here, to, I'm not here bashing a country. Or, I just want you, to, I want you to get a picture of what this looks like. That's just one system. You can work for a company that has a system that wants to suppress anything that is good, anything that is righteous, anything that is pure. Now, when you go to work, your primary job is not to preach the gospel unless you're in the ministry. You know, if you work for a bank, you know, and I'm, I'm the owner of the bank, I want you to do what I hired you to do. I'm not here to, I'm not, I didn't hire you to preach the gospel to everybody that you see as, as a bank teller. So I can understand that there's some things that you have to adhere to. But there are environments where even if you just profess to be a Christian, it's offensive. It's offensive for you to even identify as a Christian. You don't even feel free to admit that you believe in God. There are academic structures and academic systems in our, in our country and in our world that will try to make you look silly as a student if you believe in the story of creation as taught in the book of Genesis. These are systems that, that want to suppress the truth. But here's the good news. It won't work. <laughs> <laughs> it won't work. That's why I love the church. That's why I love the gospel. Jesus gave this prophecy. He said, listen, it will not work. And this is why even when you have a nation like China, the, 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 the statistics show that Christianity is one of the fastest growing religions in that country. And they're doing it primarily underground. Underground. They're meeting in, 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 in pseudo churches, if you would. Or, or churches, I shouldn't say pseudo churches, pseudo supermarkets. You think it's a supermarket, but it's actually a church underground. That's a very common thing in China because people aren't free. And I was reading something recently, and, 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 the, and the article was saying how the Christians there are very, very passionate about their faith because this is not something that you can admit that you are without any form of persecution. And so to be a Christian means that you really believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I just love that. I'm so proud to be in the faith. I'm so proud to know Christ. I'm so proud to be part of something where the systems of this world will never prevail against it. And I'm telling you that is true for you. It is true for me. You can take comfort in knowing I'm a part of something. Praise the Lord. I'm a part of the body of Christ in which the systems of the world, the evil systems of the world, will never be able to prevail against the moving and the forward movement of the gospel. Praise God. I'm excited about that. And so continuing, he reads on, he says to Peter, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Praise the Lord. And, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Do you realize that being part of the kingdom of God, being part of the body of Christ, not only will the gates of Hades not prevail against you, but Jesus gave you keys. Now, I know he's talking to Peter, but Peter represented uh, uh, the apostles that, that would established a church, and the church was built and founded upon the teachings of the apostles. That is true, but that's the foundation by which we now have our faith. And so what was true of them 
is true for the entire body of Christ. The body of Christ has authority on the earth. See, many times we look at Christians and we look at the body of Christ as weak and, you know, sheepish and, oh, we want, we want to be meek. And, you know, we hear, we hear verses like turn the other cheek and forgive. And, and, and we look at it like, oh, you know, Christians are just so, so, just so docile and, and, and powerless. But do you realize that is not the picture that Jesus gave? Mm-mm. This is why he told the Christians, he said, hey, be harmless as a dove. You know why? Because you have power. You have, a, you have, a, you have the ability to be harmful. You, he says, I want you to be wise as a serpent, harmless like a dove. I want you to be, be cool. Matter of fact, there were disciples that wanted to call fire from heaven because, because they weren't listening to Jesus. That's, that's the kind of authority we have. And, and, and Jesus had to give him wisdom and say, listen, you don't know what kind of spirit you of. I didn't come to destroy love. I came to give life. I didn't come to destroy life. I came to give it. But why am I saying all this? I want you to understand you're not a Christian that is just soft and weak trying to manage through the world. No, you actually have authority. You have keys, and those keys are there to bind and to loose. And this is what I love. Jesus says, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. In other words, heaven backs you up. Man, listen, I love the duality of Scripture because Scripture will show you something and it'll show you a different aspect of it as well. So here's one aspect that we're used to. We're used to heaven is doing something, right? And we try to mirror what heaven is doing. Like we get the, we get the prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we look at the will of God as, as done in heaven. It was like, Lord, let it come down on earth. Wh- whatever you're doing, we want it too. And that is true. That is 100% true. But you know, there's another aspect that Jesus is pointing, and this is the aspect he's giving us. Do you realize I've given you authority? That there's some things heaven won't initiate, but I'll give you the power to initiate. And if you initiate, heaven will back you up. Come on, that is amazing. There's certain things I won't do first. I'll actually give you the keys. And he says, whatever you bind on earth will be bound on. Notice, it didn't say whatever I'm binding, I want you to bind. No, he says, whatever you bind on earth, I'll make sure it's bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth, I'll make sure it's loosed in heaven. In other words, I'm giving you the keys against those gates that will try to keep you from moving forward, you have the ability to bind it, you have the ability to loose it. It reminds me of how things were were in the very, very beginning before sin came into the picture. Adam, Adam, the Bible says that God presented the animals to Adam and he, he, he wanted to see, that's what it says, he wanted to see what Adam would name them. Think about that. God didn't say, hey, Adam, this is a lion. This is a tiger. We're going to call this elephant. We're going to call this pelican. We're going to call this a kangaroo. Mm-mm. He said, what do you think, Adam? And Adam came up with the names, and God honored that name. That's the picture that I want you to see here. There's certain things that heaven won't initiate, God won't initiate. It's not like God is saying this and you got to agree with it. No, God is saying, listen, there's some things I'm going to give you the authority to act on. And I'm promising this, that if you would be bold to 
act on your own authority. The keys that I've given you, this is my promise to you. I will back you up. Man, you know, there's nothing worse than having authority or thinking you have authority, and then you try to step out on that authority, and the person that gave you the authority is not backing you up. I mean, I've seen that before where people are acting on some type of authority that they believe they have, and then they can't actually enforce it because the person that said you have authority is actually saying, oh, no, no, I'm going to override that. Let me tell you something. Heaven won't override you. Jesus, I love it. Heaven will only back you up. You have the keys. You have the keys. Whatever you bind and loose will be bound and loosed in heaven. Man, that's so good. It reminds me of a story of, um, told, I believe, in the book, the book called The Believer's Authority by, by Kenneth E. Hagan, The Believer's Authority. I've shared this a few times, but for some of you, maybe you never heard the story before. Well, Brother Hagin was a prophet of, of, of God, and he went on to be with the Lord in the year, I think, 20, uh, 2003. And he tells a story of how one day he had a vision. Jesus appeared to him, and Jesus began to speak to him about his ministry. He began to speak to him about things that would come. And he's listening to Jesus, and then immediately there was like a smoke screen that appeared between him and Jesus. And he could hardly see Jesus. And he said it was like a little monkey-like creature that started coming in front of that screen. And there was smoke. And the monkey was making a lot of noise. He was saying things like, yakety yak, yakety yak, yakety yak. But he says all the while, Jesus kept speaking. Jesus kept speaking. And he's listening patiently, but he, he really can't hear Jesus anymore. And he's kind of confused and frustrated. And he's thinking in his mind, doesn't Jesus see what's happening? Doesn't he see that this monkey-like creature is creating a confusion and I can't hear him? Doesn't he know that? And so finally, after some time, he gets so frustrated, <laughs> he speaks to that creature, that demon. And he says, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I command you to go. And he said that the, that, that, that monkey-like creature just fell flat on the ground whimpered like a little, you know, a, 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 a puppy and just scampered off the, the, the scene in which he was seeing that vision. And then Jesus continued. He says, if you didn't do anything about that, I could not. And he says, whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean you could not? Jesus says, I could not if you didn't do it. And then Brother Hagin said, listen, you're going to have to give me three scriptures in the Bible to show me that you could not do it. And then Jesus gave him actually four. I wish I had all the four scriptures to share with you right now, but one of the scriptures he shared with him was when Jesus was about to go to heaven after he died, he said, all authority has been given to me, therefore go. In other words, I'm transferring the authority to you to exercise dominion on the earth. And then I think another scripture he gave was, I've given you power to tread and trample over serpents and scorpions, and nothing shall by any means harm you. He gave him a couple of other scriptures to show that I've actually given you authority, and there's some things that I won't do. There's certain things that I can't do. Actually, I think I remember one other scripture, and this one is found in Mark, Mark 6, I believe, where Jesus could not, the Bible says he could not do any mighty works because of their unbelief. 
And so he began to show how, yes, it is possible that I can't do something. Not that I don't have power to, but I've limited myself in the confines of certain laws. And some of those laws have to do with you having the responsibility to enact the faith and enact the power that I've given you in my name. And if you don't do it, then I can't. Man, I want, you to, I want you to see something. You will come across situations where gates will oppose you. What do you do in a moment like that? What do you do when there's a gate that is a stubborn force against you? A gate that you know is not of God. A gate that says, I'm not going to open. A gate that tells you, I'm going to constantly oppose you. A gate that says, you're going to constantly have this sickness and disease. A gate that says, this will never happen for you. I don't care what the promises of God are for your life. I'm standing against it, and you're not going to have it. What do you do in moments like that? Well, you do what Brother Hagin did. You begin to speak to the Spirit at work. And I want you to know, I just feel in my spirit a freshness to tell you this. There's so many people right now, you've heard words similar to that. You might say in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, but you're not saying it with authority. You're not saying it as if you have the keys to bind and to loose. You're still praying Lord, please do something. Lord, I'm hoping and praying and wishing that you would. I'm waiting and waiting and begging that you would. And I want you to know some things won't happen until you take the keys that Jesus gave you. Come on, think about that. What if you had keys to a door and that door was closed? Would you be like, ah, door, would you open? Door, how come you're not opening? How come you're not opening? If someone gave you the keys and said, here, here here are the keys for for this door. If that door was not opening, you would say, oh, I know why. It's locked. I got to unlock that that door. I have the key. Well, this is the key I want you to see here. Jesus gave you the key, and the key is found in his name. Oh, he, he is the key. Praise the Lord. He is the one that unlocks, and he wants you to use his name with all authority, and he wants you to speak to those gates that have been stubbornly standing against you, and he wants you to know that if you would exercise your authority, heaven will back you up. Mm, I'm excited about that. So what needs to be bound right now? It's not time to pray. It's not time to say, Lord, would you, would, 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 would you, would you cause this thing to be loosed from me? No, it's time to bind those things that have tried to hinder you. What needs to be released? Maybe, may, maybe there's some things you need from heaven. Maybe you need a supply that comes from God. Maybe you need, and, and it's okay to ask. I'm not saying never ask, but there is a time to ask and there's a time to demand. Praise the Lord. There's a time to say, like David said, send prosperity now. Jesus, I'm feeling this right now. I want you to know there's a time to demand in the spirit. And you can demand in the spirit when you know you have the keys to the kingdom of heaven. I'm telling you right now, child of God, you have the keys to the kingdom of heaven. It's not just, it's not just the keys that allow you to go and have eternal life. No, 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 because if it was, Jesus would not say whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Why would you need to bind anything on earth if it was about eternity? No, there's some keys that are there for you to enact on earth right now. And I'm just, I want to stir you up in the name of Jesus. It is time for you to use those keys. I feel in my spirit to tell you right now, some things you need to stop praying about. Some things you need to stop wishing for. You need to start exercising that holy authority 
authority that you have, it's in your spirit, you know it, and you need to begin to speak it out with all authority until those gates come crumbling down. I'm declaring that that will be your story in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So what do you do? You speak to those opposing forces, those gates. You will find yourself, I want you to be very clear, you will find yourself in moments where you know you're being opposed by a force that is not natural, that is not natural. This is not just a natural thing in life, and this is a spirit that's trying to frustrate me. What do I do? You begin to speak to the spirit, and you declare you must go. You're a foul, defeated agent of Satan, and I resist you with all authority. Jesus defeated you on the cross, and I'm enforcing that that victory, and I'm declaring right now, you must go. I give you no place, no permission, no access. Go now in the name of Jesus, and you stand on that authoritative word until that gate is out of your way. This is the season to act on your authority. This is not the time to beg and cry. This is not the time to wish and hope and and pray. No, no, no. This is the time to move with all authority. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus said, all authority has been given to me. All authority in heaven and on earth. All authority. That means if he has all authority, Satan has none. And if he says go, that means you have authority more than your arch enemy, and you can exercise that. But you have to believe that, and you have to believe that it's only in the name of Jesus. It's not in your righteousness. It's not in how long you've prayed. It's not how long you've done things right. It's not in your knowledge base. It's in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Let me give you one last key. my, My time is running down. Another way to cause those gates, those opposing gates, those gates of hell, (laughs) those gates that want to enforce a power structure in your life, in your mind, in your body, in your family. Let me tell you something. Maybe you've heard it before. Maybe you haven't. But one of your greatest weapons is praising and worshiping the Lord. Hallelujah. That's what I'm telling you. That's one of your greatest weapons. You'll see throughout the Bible as people worship, as people praise, something happened. Something happened. Something cataclysmic took place. There's something about releasing worship. There's something about releasing praise. There's something about declaring that God is enthroned in this situation that causes all things to shift and move out of your way. Sometimes gates are there because your mouth is closed. Open up your mouth and begin to worship him. Open up your mouth and begin to declare he is the God of your prosperity. He is the God of your health. He is the God of your healing. He is the God of your, 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 your life, your family, your body, your mind, whatever, whatever is being opposed. Lord, you're the God of it. And I'm standing in full confidence that if you're the God of it, I will go through it in the name of Jesus. I will go through a troop. I will leap through a, leap over a wall. This is the promise of God for me, and it's the promise of God for you. Oh, come on. I'm telling you, those gates are coming crumbling down. They're going to start crumbling down right now. Remember the walls of Jericho. The Bible says that they circled the walls of Jericho for seven days. And then they, what did they do? They released a shout. Praise the Lord. They released a shout. Man, when they released that shout, those walls had no, <laughs> those walls had no chance. It had to come down. It had to come down. I'm believing God for you right now that as you begin to release worship, you be, you be, you, you be, as you begin to release worship and praise and shout and shouting unto the Lord, whatever is opposing you will crumble before you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Lift up your hands right now. W worship him. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Glory to God. Father, I bless you. Father, I worship you. Father, I honor you. Yes, Lord, I thank you that you're the God of my victory. You're the God of my salvation. You're the God of my hope. You're the God of my faith. And you will not let me down. You are backing me up. And everything that has been opposing me, I'm declaring is a lie and will not stand any longer in Jesus' name. Come on. Lift up your hands. Open up your mouth. Don't just watch me. I want you to go into worship. Go into praise. Declare his goodness. Declare that he is God. Declare that he is Lord. Worship him. Lift him up and watch those things come crumbling down. I'm speaking over your life. Every gate that opposes you must be removed now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Every gate that opposes your health be removed. Every gate that, that, that opposes your, your advancement in your schooling, I command it right now, be removed. Every gate that opposes your family, peace, I command it right now, be removed. Peace enter your home. Peace enter your life in Jesus' name. Oh, my time is up. Let me, let me just invite you. <laughs> I, had good, I had a good time preaching that. Let me, tell, let me invite you, if you do not know Jesus, into your life. This is the most critical thing that you can do. And I want to share some things with you right after that. So, but, but please, invite the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart. He wants to do a great work in you. Pray this with me. Say, Father, today I accept your son Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I believe he died for me. He rose the third day, and he's alive today. Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I receive you now as Lord. Amen. Amen. Man, if you prayed that for the first time, I want to know about it. Please, let me know that you did. I have some instructions for you following this message. Stick with me. God bless you. If God is changing your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by partnering with us today. You can give through our website at www.nylifechurch.com and click on the gift tab. Thank you for listening and remember to subscribe to enjoy more messages like this. Go and live a purpose-driven life.